Yo, what's up, guys? We're back. 180 Stitches, episode three of the weekly recap. Yo, I'm so cool. I'm Will Jackson saying yo. Okay. Want to appeal to the kids. Already starting this way, huh? Speaking yeah. of appealing to the kids, just because you, I wanted to talk about this, kind of. I went to my pediatrician today for my annual checkup. I am technically... Bro, you're like 40, come on. I'm six two and a half now. Wow. I thought you were 6'3", so you got shorter. I was never 6'3". I feel like you've definitely said that you were 6'3", though. I probably have said I'm 6'3", if I'm being honest, but I've always been 6'2". Wow. Lying about your height. Well, with shoes on, I'm 6'3". Oh, with shoes on, uh uh-huh. That makes a difference. Facts. It does. I mean, in theory, it does make a difference. Well... We got like a month until we're back in Oneana in the same room recording this. Now that I'm looking at the date, we have like a month-ish. I'm moving in less than a month. I have talked to the landlord today because the school has to like approve the loan and then write me a check to give to the landlord. So I don't know how long that'll take. Mm -hmm. So I I had a text and said, hey, you're probably not going to get your money when you want it. So (laughs) please forgive me. (laughs) Feels bad. Hopefully you don't get evicted. We're going to be recording in the same room a lot sooner than later. Dude, and then the audio quality will not be crap, so I'm excited for that. It's really good. Then we're going to start posting the live video on YouTube, and then we're going to have some co-hosts with us. The ball's going to be rolling on this thing, so don't back out. I'm really excited for it, man. I'm so excited. I am, too. There's a lot more coming down the road, so if you're listening now, don't back out, because there's more coming down the road. You honestly sound pretty good today, too, the audio quality. Oh, Oh, shucks. Stop. (laughs) Oh, you. Anyway. (laughs) Let's let's hop into last week. A lot happened last week. More happened than I thought when I was looking at our notes. Yeah, running up the notes today, I was like, wow, there's a lot to talk about. But see, what's funny is that I usually... I feel like nothing happens this much as it happened, like, in this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot more happened than normal, I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, but also, I think it's the same time because we're actually, like, keeping track and taking notes that it makes it seem like a lot. But I feel like a lot does happen, but you get my point. Okay. Let's kick, let's kick things off with Monday. How happy I, I was can, watching oh. this game. Hmm. Travis Darnot. Trash Darno, the former Met who was terrible when he was on the Mets, hits three home runs and brings in all five of the Rays runs. Yeah. Literally single-handedly beat the Yankees. That, you know, it always happens. Every player leaves the Mets and puts up great numbers. Look (laughs) look at Jay Bruce. Look at Anthony Swarzak. I mean, they all just leave the Mets and they get really good. Except... Matt Harvey, you just got DFA'd. Well, but. we'll dig into Matt Harvey because I got a lot <laughs> to say there. Like, just, uh, of course, though, seeing Travis Darno hit the three home runs, I'm just like, yep, that would happen. You know what, he, really, like, what pissed me off about that? Chapman, that for not some reason, here. just relied on his, on his slider that night and threw at least half of his pitches were sliders. And he threw, like, back-to-back-to-back sliders to trash, right? 
And I was like, what do you do? And just throw He was getting the fastball up in like 102 that night. I don't know why he wanted to throw his slider so much. And literally, the count was, he had two strikes on him. And then Gary came out when there were two strikes to tell Chapman what to do. I don't know what that conversation was. The very next pitch, he throws another slider. Bomb. I mean, I kind of get why he wants to throw sliders. I mean, everyone expects to see the fastball from Chapman, so I get that. But, like, right. you shouldn't be relying on the slider that much. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was a slider right down the middle. Just throw a fastball up and in. Mm-hmm. It's like his thing. Hang, he's screwed. Yeah. So. So, that, that was fun to watch. So yeah, Trash Darno put the hurting on the Yankees. And then, um... Another guy that put a hurting on another team, Cody Bellinger, four hits and two bombs against the Phillies, putting the hurting on the Phillies. Man, Bellinger is just a monster. There's really no other way to put it. Picked him up in the show. He's sick. (laughs) Oh, what a guy. And then, oh, Cardinals pitcher Mile Mikolos. Mikolos. There was a 100-pitch shutout over the Pirates. That's not easy. What do you think, Pete? Peter beat me in fantasy this week. Huh. 100, 100 pitch, pitch shutout. Extremely impressive. You have to be very crafty to throw a 100 pitch shutout. That's yeah. basically just pitching contact and having a good defense behind you. Yeah. I've always I don't, I don't liked... remember being a lot of K's, right? What's up? It wasn't a lot of K's, right? Not really. If you, if you only threw a 100 pitches, I mean. So I'm going to strike out on you guys. But, you know, I've always liked Miklos as a pitcher since he came over last year. Yeah. I think from some, I don't know if he was in Korea or Japan or something, but he came over from somewhere over there. And he just has been a really quality pitcher since he came over. Yeah, I agree. And def- definitely slept on, too. That's the big thing. He's been very slept on. Yeah, he has. But. Also, something else that happened on Monday, a small trade, but definitely a notable one at that. The Cubs-Royals make a trade. Mike Montgomery from the Cubs to the Royals. Martin Maldonado from the Royals to the Cubs. And I just realized the amount of alliteration in that trade. <laughs> M&M for M&M. A lot of M&Ms going around. Martin, wow. I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. A lot of M and M's. Hey, you know? when did the when they did the Yankees get Terrence Gore? Was that Monday or was that Tuesday? What did you just say? When did the Yankees get Terrence Gore? Was that Monday or Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday, maybe. Because yeah, I don't think I genuinely don't. I know they got him, but I don't remember when they got yeah, him. So that was another so trade. I, I, I like I like the M and M's trade though. You know, it helps out a need for both clubs, even though obviously. The Royals aren't in it. They get a nice little lefty swing man in Montgomery. And then the Cubs get a nice third catcher, late inning replacement. You know, there's so many M&Ms in that trade, though. You can fill, it's like Kevin's M&M jar in the office. Yeah. That's how many m are in that trade. That was such a great episode. Hmm. Oh, the office. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the office so much, but Yeah. The last thing notable that happened on Monday, the Giants hmm. completely rocked the Rockies in the first game. Of the <laughs> 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 so funny, 19 oh to 2. God. The Giants had a sick week. The Giants really, well, the back end of the week, they were playing a Little League team. 
But, you know, they, they had a really good week against the Rockies. We had no 19 to 2. <laughs> Wait, you know, what my, you know what my doctor said to me this morning? We are talking about what? baseball because he's a big baseball guy. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, so they recently just changed from American League and National League to American League and Minor League. Crickets. <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny. But yeah, so... The, the, the NL is so much more competitively balanced, and I don't know if that's because teams are good or teams are bad. <laughs> yeah. But A little bit of both. Uh, yeah. The AL, you kind of know who's going where. The NL is such a crapshoot right now. Which is kind of... It's extremely interesting for trade, because the next nine days... Mm-hmm. A lot's gonna and happen. That's it. Yes, but a lot's gonna happen. Who knows what's gonna happen now? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that at the end of the episode. But mm-hmm. going into Tuesday now, Tuesday. Bryce Harper had a game. I'm pretty sure he hit a home run, and he got the walk off hit. Um, mm-hmm. that was a great series. I, I'm pretty sure they split two and two, right? Dodgers and Phillies. Those games were very competitive between both teams. You saw a lot of close games. I think if the Phillies can kind of get it together and get a wild card spot, and then they make it past that, past the wild card game, I think the Phillies Dodgers would be a very interesting division series. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a hundred percent a possibility. Phillies got a lot of work to do though to get to that point. Yeah. So then uh, on Tuesday. Four home runs. Love to see it. Well, when you're playing in a little league park yeah, that, you know, I was, I, so was small. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> no, you can't a little bit. When you're basically just blunt a home run over the fence down, you know, right field. You know, it, it makes right sense why you can hit four. Edwin had a great week this week. He, did really I, he, he, had a, he had a lot this week. I was His name popped up a lot this week. He was hitting a lot of dingers. Yeah. That's something you love to see. Hmm. Um... Indians, one-hit shutout. Yeah, they cruise to a one-hit shutout. That's combined one-hit shutout, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, you see that a lot more now. The combined... You know what's funny? I was talking... It's funny that you bring that up, because I was talking with my uncle yesterday about how the game has changed so much where throwing combined no-hitters and one-hit shutouts is just so normal now, but it takes yeah. away so much. Seeing a starter go out there and pitch a one-hitter or a no-hitter. It means so much more than seeing a combined one, obviously. Definitely. But that's just how the game has changed today. You a, know? a lot of teams now do not, no matter how many pitches the starter has, just like to take them out after the sixth inning or whenever well, they're going to face the third time they, through. They, yeah, they don't, they don't want them going through a third time in the lineup. It's become so reliant, baseball's become so reliant on looking at numbers and stats, which, like, I get it, but, like, they're diving deep in to the point where pitchers can't face a guy a third time or they're going to yeah. get screwed. And I think that's kind of killing the game, kind of suffocating it to an extent. Yeah. You're become, but I kind, you're I become, kind of get it on the other hand, though. Like, why have your pitchers face the lineup third time through if you have a good bullpen? You know? But at the same, but at the same time, if you, if you have a one-hit shutout going – I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my pitcher out there. Oh, me too, for sure. Like, I I don't care. I want him to do well. You know, this kind of like yeah. This kind of brings me back to earlier in the season. 
Remember when Chris Sale had like 17 Ks through seven and he was going for history and the Red Sox pulled him? Yeah. I I would have kept him in there. I would have kept him going until it got to a point where he couldn't get the strikeout record in a single game. Yeah, my my thing, I would leave the pitcher in until like a runner or two is on. And then once I know that Mm -hmm. it's time, it's time. But you don't want to take him out at the beginning of the inning. Let him start the inning. If they're doing well, let him keep doing well. But if they let the first two guys on, they're done. You have to bring in a bullpen guy. See, well, to, see, to show how much the game has changed, Edwin Jackson threw a no-hitter when he was with the Diamondbacks in 2010 against the Rays. Guess how many pitches he threw that game? How many? 149. Wow. He that walked, like, I believe, six guys. You would never, ever see that today. That was only nine years ago. Yeah. Like, that's how much the game's changed. That's crazy. Just Edwin like Jackson. Edwin Jackson. He he actually I just saw it this morning, signed on with the Tigers. So he didn't join another new team, but he's with another team. <laughs> he's already pitched for the Tigers. He pitched for the Tigers in 09, so to be honest, like how is it even fun at like obviously you love the sport. You're in the majors. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that's gonna ever be like, but like imagine moving around that much. Can't buy a home. <laughs> no, you can't. That's crazy. I mean, it also kind of shows that, like, Edwin Jackson obviously isn't a great pitcher, but if he's getting picked up by all these teams, he's obviously a good pitcher to an extent. Right, exactly. You know, he's not just a bad pitcher. People still want him. So, like, I think that says something about the player itself. Yeah. So, but anyway. Moving back, on. Back into it. The Cubbies got a walk off from Mr. Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, that was awesome. Right into the basket. Mm. And also, something else that happened, and we haven't dug into this yet on the podcast. No, we haven't. I don't think we've even brought it up once. We have not brought it up. So now is the time to bring it up and go in deep on it. So Jake Marisnik gets hit on the shoulder the other night after his collision with Jonathan Lucroy. What was that, like a good week and a half, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, so let's... It's hit on the shoulder, but it was, like, almost at his face, you know? Well, let's go back in time here. What What is your take on the collision? Dirty, not dirty? What, what, what's your take? I see all these people saying, oh, like, he didn't know where Luke was going to go. You could see him trying to shift. In my opinion, it looked like he purposely ran into him. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me a guy didn't know where he was going to go. If you didn't know where Luke Curry was going to go, just like sl- completely just slide head first down on the ground, slide around him. It mm-hmm. completely looked like he lowered his shoulder into Jonathan Luke Roy. Uh, he, he absolutely could have gotten around him. Yeah. I do agree with that. And I, the play obviously wasn't good, and MLB has protected the players. So much now. Did they so suspend like, Marisnik? Yeah, I think he got suspended for a game or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game or so. But, like, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the pitching before, too. The, the game has radically changed so much because they made this a rule where you couldn't climb to the catcher after Buster Posey got hurt, and that was 2011. Right. So eight years ago. So, that, like, the game's just radically changed so much where, like, just a few years ago, Knocking down the catcher was like a part of the game. 
yeah. and now you do it and now you get suspended. It's just, it's interesting to me how quickly all of this changes. And granted, right. we really haven't seen a collision like this since Posey got hurt back in the day. Right. So it's done its job, the new mm-hmm. rule. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I'm kind of in favor of the rule. It keeps players healthy. Exactly. So because I think now with this collision, Lucroy is had to get surgery and everything. Yeah, like he'll, he, he'll miss some time. He seriously got hurt. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I just turned Siri on by saying Lucroy. That was weird. I, I yeah, don't. So I'm not then, what were you gonna say? I said I don't know how to help you there. Yeah. Man, see, like, those little exchanges right there will be fixed when we're recording in the same place, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But, so, Lucor got hit, and then the very next time, first game they played the Astros again, or the Angels played the Astros again, Marisden got hit in his first at-bat, right in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then Fair. ejected ejected the pitcher. Was it a good move to hit him? Do you think? I mean, I did see one comment on our post. If I think that running into Lucroy was a problem, I should think hitting Marisnik was a problem. Mm-hmm. And I kind of understand that. But at the same time, like, sorry, if, if you're the person who commented that and you're listening, I'm sorry. Like, I completely understand what you're saying. But at the same time, there comes a time where you got to protect your players and got to stand up for your players. Mm-hmm. To where I, I kind of agree that they hit him, you know. And also, I, I think Mirza kind of expected to get hit. For sure. He didn't even charge or anything. Didn't even cause commotion. He just ran to first. And also, you know, he gets hit, runs to first. The, the situation's settled. Yeah. Know? That's this, it. It's over. This isn't going to come up again. This is like done and done. They, the Angels got their piece by hitting him. They protected Lucroy by doing that. That's just how it has to be. Yeah. And then now it's, now it's over. It's kind of like when a pitcher throws at, like, a really good player on another team. The other team can expect they're a really good player to get hit, you know? Right. And then, and then it's over. That. That's just how it is. Yeah. So then they suspended um, the pitcher and the coach for a game, I think, after hitting Marisnik. Mm, yeah. So equal treatment on both sides. Yeah. So it's done. It's over. There, you're not going to hear anything about this. There's not going to be a part two to this. Hopefully, there shouldn't be. Yeah. Everything's settled. Both sides have gotten their, uh, their thing. I yeah. think, though, the, the one little beef I have with Mersnick getting hit in the shoulders that they kind of cut it a little bit too close to the yeah. head. Definitely shouldn't have aimed that close. Like, drill in the back or something, you know? Yeah. That's, the hip. Yeah. I don't like how up and in they got on him. Because mm-hmm. if they missed a little bit more, this would be a much bigger topic. For sure. And it would still be going on. Yeah, I agree. Let's jump into Wednesday, where Pete Alonzo hit a home run to the moon that I don't think ever came back down. <laughs> you know, I, I remember saying this to you. It reminded me of watching Stanton in the home run derby. Yeah, Target Field a couple of years ago, like just hitting him into the upper tank. Yeah. And you know, it was cool to see, though, because like Pete Alonso, you know, obviously kind of sluggish after the Derby and the All Star break and stuff. But 
him hitting that home run, just like, oh, yeah, Pete's back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then exactly. nobody now has to worry about him, like, being altered by the home run derby, you know? I think it's too early to tell that. But, like, I do think that he's coming back around. So I, I think he'll kind of build up com- some consistency now that everything's going on again. He'll figure out his swing again. I don't think he's back to the Pete we saw first half yet, but, like, he's definitely getting there again. He's getting yeah. that swing back. He's getting back into the vibe. So, um, also, the Mets swept the Twins, took a two games from the Twins. I think that's a bigger deal than it should be, not so much on the Mets' part, but for the Twins. Yeah, I mean, Trevor May didn't have a good week either. He kind of almost blew the game yesterday. He let the wheels fall off on Wednesday. Because he, oh, he three-run home run against Dom Smith, and then they blew it open, you know? And that just kind of speaks about the Twins' bullpen. That's what, I've said it all along, that's what's going to help the Twins become a legit postseason contender. Yeah, they need another bullpen. Obviously, they're going to make the postseason. Twins are going to win the division, I think. But if they get an established arm in that pen, I that team goes from a really good team to a really, really good team. Trevor May was doing well the before the All-Star break, too. He just had a little skid. But, like, the Twins need to add a Will Smith or just a powerful reliever in the back end of that pen. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's For what sure. they need. That, like, that would take their ballpens to the next level. Because they have yeah. all the offense in peace. They, they have all that in place. They have all that good to go. So... Although, watching that series um, against the Twins, Twins' defense was not sharp. And that's oh, really? going to come back to bite them, too. They, they were not good on the, the, the diamond. They were not looking good. Wow. So, and I get it that, like, Buxton's out, and a lot of their good defensive guys are out right now. But that's kind of concerning to me for a team that's going to be a legit postseason contender, and they can't field. Because... Bullpen and defense are the two big things, I think, in the postseason. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Those have become the two big things. It's not so much how much you can hit. It's all about making the right plays and having a bullpen that can shut down the game in the end. Well, you see it more and more in the playoffs, especially toward the later innings. You take out a couple guys and put in more defensive guys, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like wild, wild card last year, they take out Andujar, who was criticized the whole year about his defense, put in Entreveria, and he makes a play that Andujar would have never come close to making, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like 2015 watching the Mets. They would always put in Juan Lagares late in games, move Cespedes left, take Conforto out. Yeah. That's what they used to They did that every game, really. Smart. You want defense at the end if you're winning. Oh, absolutely. Defense wins championships. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. A good uh-huh. offense is what was it? I wrote I have it in my notes. It's like a a good offense is a good defense or something like that. Sure. That's yeah. that's what the kids say. So moving on. <laughs> anyway, we got a pair of very close NL Central games on Wednesday. Cardinals is- are at six fives. Brewers beat the Braves five four. Really super close division. That again, like I, I said this on 
the first half recap episode. I don't know if it's because everyone's balanced or everyone is underperforming. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with underperforming, especially on the Brewers' end, because they're only a few games over 500 compared to the team that they had last year where they were a game away from going to the World Series. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the Brewers to get hot. I think they're a better team than the Cubs. I think they can take them over in the division. Mm-hmm. I'm still really confused as to how the Cardinals are 500. Like, it doesn't make uh, much sense to me. But yeah, they're only two and a half back. Like, I don't know. I, I've been ragging on the Cardinals a lot, and that's just yeah. because I don't I – I just don't see them as being a legit team this year. There's something about them that's very off-putting to me, and I'm not sure what it is, but the Cardinals are grinding. I'll give them that. They're winning games. So I hope they prove me wrong. Yeah. I hope they do. Now, here, this kind of this next one's going to take us back into our focus episode a little bit mm-hmm. about the Marlins, which if you haven't listened to, definitely listen to if you want to hear some really interesting stuff. I'll say that. But um, Chris Paddock takes a no-hitter into the eighth against the team. I'm pretty sure it was a perfect game into the seventh, too. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tatis made an error. Mm -hmm. It brings the no-no into the eighth against the Marlins. Could you imagine the headline if he completes the game and has a no-hitter? I know. I I was, like, really, really hoping that we were going to see that, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. That would have been really interesting. And... It makes me more excited to watch Paddock just because his his stuff obviously plays. He's only going to get better. So, yeah. like, I'm curious to see what kind of pitcher he becomes when he develops a couple seasons from now. Yeah, I'm excited. He's he's really good. I'm thinking about keeping him in the league next year, but we'll see. The Padres have a good young core that still mm-hmm. is yet to come up. So the Padres in a few years are going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be – I really think in a couple of years the Padres and the Braves are going to be the two powerhouses of the NL. I they can see that. Have, the Braves have, have a lot of young talent. Yeah. Shout and also, out Ian Anderson. The great thing about the Braves, too, is that so much of that talent is homegrown. That's what yeah. I like. They draft these guys and they develop them through. Like, there are a couple guys there. Like, there's a Dansby Swanson who, like, was traded into it, all that and stuff. But, like, right, right. a lot of those Braves players are Where young. was Dansby Swanson? A Diamondbacks. First overall. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me tell you this trade real quick. Yeah. So, the Diamondbacks trade Swanson, Ender and Ciarte, Tuki Toussaint to the Braves for Shelby Miller. <laughs> one of the most Seriously. one of the most unfair trades of our lifetime that's insane yeah that's so bad that's a terrible trade for shelby miller that's ah oh, giving up the first overall pick in dansby swanson that's yeah. that's rough could you imagine if the dimebacks just never made that trade they'd be a much different team now yeah for sure a much different team Dansby is sick. I really speaking, like him. I like him a lot, too. He's definitely coming into his own. Yeah. But speaking of the uh, Diamondbacks, they didn't need they didn't need Dansby Swanson apparently Wednesday night. They uh, beat the Rangers 19-4. to 
hit five home runs that game. The bats were certainly out. To say yeah, the they wrecked them, man. The, the Diamondbacks have a lot of power in that lineup, but just like, I don't know, there's a lot of question marks on a lot of other aspects on that team. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks, sneaky good team to an extent. Also, yeah, definitely. You, you, you said to watch out for them. I did say to watch out for them. I did say that. And I still stand by that until they prove me wrong. Yeah, we'll see what they do for uh, trades coming up. I don't, I don't, they're in a weird spot. A lot of the teams in the NL are in a weird spot because I, I can't see, the AL has a lot more defined teams that are going to sell and the NL yeah. not so much because a lot of teams still think they're in it. Well, let's get this right now. Ready? Mm. Obviously, you have the three leaders, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and, a, and the Braves in uh-huh. the division. Yeah. And then the two set wild card teams right now, well, obviously not set, but the two wild card teams right now is Washington and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But then the only team that's really out of it that's 15 games out is Miami, and then everyone else is within seven, which is still doable. I It's doable, but the amount of teams you have to get past. Right, there. But even then, if you want to cut it down even more, there's four teams within two and a half. Man, I, I tell you, it's going to be a lot of fun come September. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of teams who don't make it. Mm-hmm. Like there, There's four teams right now that are two and a half out, or a half. A, St. Louis and Philadelphia are half a game out right now. See, I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but I feel like every year... There's one wild card that is like that, and then the other one's always like basically wrapped up by September. Yeah. I see that every year. It's always one or the other, and I love it. Want to hear something crazy, but it doesn't shock me? Oh, I want to hear something crazy. Tell me something. the AL wild card, Mm -hmm. Rays are a game back. It's Oakland and Cleveland right now. Rays are a game back. Red Sox are three games back. The Angels are the third team in the hunt, five and a half. Huh. That's more than half of the NLs has less than five and a half to get. I don't know. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Then everyone else is out of it. Like Baltimore, obviously out. Detroit out. Kansas City out. Toronto out. Seattle out. White Sox basically out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like I feel like it's always the, the AL where it's – well, last year was kind of interesting. The Rays were kind of making a push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving I mean, we, on. We still have time to see things change, but not so much in the AL, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. To wrap up Wednesday, this shocked me when I posted it on our Instagram at the Oni Boys. Um, Hug the Instagram. <laughs> this shocked me when I posted it. Darvish got his first win in Wrigley Field on Wednesday. Not surprised, but at the same time, kind of surprised. It was just something that I didn't think... Like, I was just, wow, I, that was crazy. It was pretty crazy. And, I mean, Darvish has become a much different pitcher since he went to the Cubs. Yeah. He's not the pitcher he once was, which I get. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was with the Rangers and then his short time with the Dodgers, he was a frontline pitcher. Yep. So, but now he's just looked a lot different when he's gone to the Cubs. And I'm not, I can't really pinpoint why. Could be arm injuries, you know, could could be a lot of things, but 
I can't really pinpoint as to why he hasn't been the ace that he's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Thursday. Yeah. You wanna you wanna do this one, Will? <laughs> well, should I just say the joke now, or should I wait till we talk about Sunday? We'll wait until we talk about Sunday. <laughs> okay. I have a really good match joke lined up that I held back from telling Will right before we got on. But, you know, nothing changes. But, of course, Mets go to play the Giants out west. And, you know, they get to the 16th inning. Pete Alonzo hits the go-ahead bomb, which I want to talk about because they were chanting overrated. And then Pete goes, doink, home run. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That but was cool. You know, Mets get the one-run lead. They bring in some AAA no-name call-up guy. Gives up two runs. And, you know. Game over. 16th. Giants walk off in the 16th. Because, you know, that's just that's just how it, how it be. How it be for the Mets. But anyway, hopping off that train. Phillies-Dodgers. Another close game in that series. 7-6. Philly Harper win. helped out again. Mm-hmm. Harper's starting to get a little hot right now. Yeah. He's getting sure. hot at the right time for this team. They wore those really hot jerseys, too. The blues? The powder blues with the maroon. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. Yeah. Nice. Chris Sale finally looked like Chris Sale again. 12 mm-hmm. Ks, two hits through six against the Blue Jays. He really hasn't been himself this year. Something's been a little bit off. But he finally is coming back around. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. The Yankees both wins the doubleheader. I'm surprised they even got both games in because it was raining all day near me on uh, on Thursday. But I don't Boone, remember on Thursday, but okay. What? I don't remember the weather on Thursday, but okay. Uh, I just remember trying to go to the driving range and having it rain on me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so then I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, watch the Yankees win the first game. Um, Boone got ejected in the second inning for arguing balls and strikes. Have you've listened to the mic'd up version of that, right? It was pretty fire, not gonna lie. I really like. I thought that was really cool. Me too. It but was Brett really Gordon cool. Going into the dugout and banging his bat against the roof, though. I mean, that was weird. He's a weird guy. <laughs> well, for you know, last month throws his helmet, gets stitches on his face. Now he's banging the hel- his bat against the roof. Like you do, you. I guess. Yeah. Boone, those those guys are effing savages in the box. I heard that the uh, Yankees are making T-shirts now of that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Lou Foyt said we're savages, and then that's like the new thing now. The Yankees always, always toward the end of the year, like remember 2017, it was thumbs down. Um, like always at the end of the year, they find this little thing to just ride on for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh. Not a, not a big fan, but <laughs> of course. But but I, then the thing that shocked me about that whole argument, um, he got suspended. Boom got suspended one game for that. Shouldn't have. He didn't do anything wrong. He just argued. He should have just been ejected, and that be that. Yeah, I, he didn't even what because the brim of their hats made contact. Is that so, why he got suspended? I think. He got suspended, and I, I'm just totally guessing by this, and this has nothing to do with Aaron Boone. Or I really think I know what you might say. But I think it's the fact that the audio got leaked. 
Yep. <laughs> I think it has nothing to do with Boone or any of the players or the umpires. I just think it has to do with the audio getting leaked. And now, yeah. because everyone knows what he said, MLB's like, yeah, don't say that. But that's part of the game. You know? Yeah, it is you part of the game, but that could be just MLB covering themselves, you know? MLB covers themselves about a lot of things. Also, balls. So I was just about to say, I, quick point, we can't dive into the subject right now because I have so much more to dig into. But on the Mets game yesterday, they said that AAA has been using the Major League Baseballs for the first time this season. Home runs have gone up 50%. Dude, I've said that to you, right? But I didn't know if it was true. Uh, yeah, now it's true because they said it on the Met game yesterday. So like, Wow. I, yeah. If that doesn't say it right there, I don't know what does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is something. Because I heard that from my boss, but I didn't know how much that was true, and I never researched it. Mm-hmm. But if they're saying that on live air, wow. They said that live. So it's definitely true. I, you want this next one? Oh, I do, because he. I know this guy wants to blame the juice balls on his performance, but... uh. <laughs> Matt Harvey, in his final Angel start, gives up six runs in six innings, and the Angels designate him for assignment. And, wow, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Just, wow. I, I, I don't know if I've ever asked you how you felt about Matt Harvey. I'm very, uh, listen, from 2012 to 2015, he was untouchable. And I'm very appreciative for what he did for the Mets in 2015. Okay. But then, you know, 2016, he battled injuries. And it's one thing to battle injuries, but when you're bringing in a cocky attitude, when you're... Oh, when you're, he was really cocky, right? Oh, yeah. And then when your nightlife experiences get exposed, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. And I remember, I think it... There was a quote, I think it was 2016 or 2017... The Mets were in Miami, and Harvey flew down a day early, and he was talking about all the stuff he did the night before in town, and quote-unquote, a Mets veteran, who I really hope was David Wright at the time, just said, like, yeah, Matt, that's nice and all, that you're doing all that, but, like, has she seen you pitch? Oh, my God. And just, like, was a complete savage towards him. And, yeah, no, Matt Harvey just went down the drain, and he became— one of my favorite quotes when he was doing bad was, you know, you either die a hero or stay long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's exactly yep. what happened. And in 2018, when the Mets had him for a little bit, he wasn't pitching well to open the year. And the Mets were like, we're putting you in the bullpen. And he's like, well, I don't pitch from the bullpen. I'm a starting pitcher. And then got shipped out to the Reds and the rest is history. And now. I don't know. Still- the only way that this guy can resurrect his career is that if he actually learns how to pitch, because he was always a guy that could throw hard and could blow guys away with his fastball. Yeah. And he still thinks he can do that, but he's not throwing 99 anymore. He's throwing oh, like no. 93. Yeah. He needs to learn how to locate his pitches and then maybe he can be an league average pitcher. So in some aspects, I kind of feel for the guy because he was once one of the best pitchers in baseball. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to be a jackass about everything, then you deserve everything you get. 
Oh, for sure. So that's my take on Matt Harvey. Yeah. All right. So the next thing that happened on Thursday, the last thing that happened on Thursday that's notable, Strasburg, all around amazing game. Mm-hmm. He went three for three with five RBIs and a home run that was 420 feet. <laughs> Good for him, man. Now, right? just off the cuff, is Steven Strasburg a Hall of Famer? Not looking up his numbers, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. No? I think borderline at best. Very good pitcher, but not as good as he should be, if that makes sense. Maybe Hall of Very Good. Hall of Very Good, I can agree with. If he it, keeps doing what he's doing, Hall of Very Good. You know, you know why I say that, though? Injuries. Yeah, I'd say so. I also think, and this isn't, I don't really know who to pinpoint the blame on this one to, but he was so hyped when he first got called up yep. that I think everyone kind of set the bar a little unrealistically high for him. I believe, yep. So I think that doesn't help his cause. Because he's still a very good pitcher. Let's get that out there. Yeah. But he definitely had the bar set a little too high for him, I think. Mm-hmm. So, want to jump into Friday now? Oh, yeah. I'll start Where, this one off. Okay. You start this um, one. So, just a fun fact for the listeners. Whenever I want to make Will mad, just to be funny, um, I sent him the gif of Luis Casillo dropping the ball against the Yankees. Um, and then I wake up on Friday. The very first thing I see on Instagram when I wake up is Dom Smith dropping the ball in the outfield and the Giants winning the game. I can't say my nickname for Dom Smith on the air. But, <laughs> but it's just, I'm not surprised. I'm immune. I told you this. I'm just immune to everything the Mets do that's bad. I'm at that point where it's just like, <laughs> if they win a game, I'm surprised. You know, like, getting to know you over the school year, you said everything about the Mets that was so funny. And, like, I laugh every time you say it. Like, oh, you're just used to it. But, like, it's actually hilarious how this year, the first year they were actually talking all the time about baseball, they're doing the same thing they do every year. And, dude, I'm just I, – dude, I see it every year. I'm used to it. Like, when the Mets win, I'm surprised. Like, the Mets goofing up a game in late innings is something I've seen so many times throughout my life where I'm just like, oh, another one gone. Okay. Same yeah. thing's going to happen tomorrow. Like, That's crazy. I, I'm very pessimistic about the Mets. Even though yeah. I love the team, I'm very pessimistic just because I've seen... Which I guess game. that's a good way to be, though, so you're not disappointed. Yeah. It's... I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm still very disappointed, especially because this year we everyone was hoping it was going to be a little bit different. Right. Like, just at least 500, but like Mets aren't even going to come close to 500, but... Fire Callaway. Oh, oh, get him out of there. You know what's funny? I When the Mets first hired Mickey Callaway, I was a big fan of him. I liked what he wanted to do. I thought he was going to be good for the team. Mm-hmm. Boy, did that narrative change. You know, you know who I could totally see getting the job? And we've talked about this before. Girardi? Yep. Dude, everyone that I've talked to, Matt fan-wise, has said bring in Girardi. And I couldn't agree more. I hear him do the Fox broadcasts, like when the Mets are on Fox. And just some of the things he says in regards to the Mets, I'm like, yeah, 
That's so true. Getting dug out. We need you. <laughs> you know, I would like to see Girardi coach again. I, I would like to, too. He really knows the stuff. He knows how to handle New York, which is, like, I think a big deal. Yeah. Because the New York media can be ruthless. I really liked Girardi. I really did. I know some Yankee fans didn't, especially towards the end. He got a lot of flack. Um, I guess there was some clubhouse stuff that we didn't really know too much about. Mm-hmm. That led to him basically stepping down or, or getting fired. Um, but, you know, I would love to see him coach again. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I, I think he's obviously going to get another opportunity soon. I think he's still interested, so. Yeah. Wasn't Aaron Boone on Fox, too? Aaron Boone. I think he was ESPN. ESPN, okay. I, I think he was ESPN before he got the Yankees job. I, I think Joe Girardi is MLB Network, though. I could be wrong. I know some guys do both. I know some guys do okay, Fox. I think he does both. Yeah. So I think I've seen him on both. I know I've seen him on Fox, and I think he does do MLB. He does do MLB Network, too. I've seen him on that. Cool. Um, well, a team that no one really expected to come out swinging did. The Orioles beat the Red Sox 11-2, to which... Didn't they take three out of four from them this week? Can't confirm. I'm I'm positive they won the series, though. I don't know if it was two or three or three or four, but mm-hmm. I talked to my, my Red Sox fan co-worker yesterday, and he said the Orioles took the series. I just forget how many games he said. That If you're the Red Sox, you got to feel bad at that point because the Orioles are they're, – they're the Orioles. Yeah. Um, they are. And I, I put this in the notes for Sunday, but we could talk about this now. Uh-huh. Uh, flat, going forward real quick this Sunday, Orioles won Sunday too. Um, are the Red Sox done now, you think? I I don't think they're done yet because I still think they could make a run at a wild card, but things are not looking good in Boston. Yeah. The World and, Series hangover is kind of taken into effect, you know? And they haven't really strung together mm-hmm. the performances yet. And De- Devers is the best player in the Red Sox right now. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and I know I've said this before. It's like we've waited and waited for the Red Sox to get going, but they just haven't. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to come now. It was funny because last year I was waiting and waiting for the Red Sox to just hit a dry spell, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they never did. But now they can't get hot, so... And a lot of that has to come back to their pitching. They don't have pitching. They don't, yeah. Andrew Kashner is not the saving grace of this team. He's <laughs> <laughs> really not. <laughs> they just And the Mookie's having an okay year. He's not having Trust, the year they I, had last year. He's on my fantasy team. I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm very well aware. So. JD's doing okay. I mean, they were both all-stars. Mm. JD started, but he's not having the year that he had last year either, I don't think. The World Series hangover has taken effect. So, yeah. Um, moving on, Cardinals put up a ten-run six inning and won twelve to eleven over the Reds. Ten-run inning. That's that's pretty impressive. That's hard to do. That's very hard to do. That you just got to keep hitting and hitting. Yeah. So uh, keep moving. You want to keep going from here? The Braves and Nationals played a little weekend series and. Josh Donaldson gets a big walk off for the Braves. That's it's yeah. nice to see Josh Donaldson have a bounce back here. Me too. I I've always liked him. Mm-hmm. He he's a grinder. He really is. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won a... He won player of the game last night, like the Sunday night baseball thing that they do. He's won like three of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's 100% comeback player of the year in the NL. 100%. For sure. I agree. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the Astros get the win over the Rangers 4-3. But something cool that they did, three home runs on four pitches. Yikes. That. What is it? I don't know who was pitching for the Rangers that game, but like, dude. (laughs) Here's a question. You're the you're the head coach of a baseball team. Mm-hmm. Your pitcher in four pitchers gives up three run, three home runs. What do you do? What inning is it? What what inning did this happen? What if I want, is I if it's the beginning? I don't think you can do anything about it. You just gotta yeah. keep going. If yeah. It's toward the end. He's done. Oh yeah. If it's anything beyond the fourth inning, yeah, he's out. Early on though, I can kind of be like, wow, this isn't good. But this is three solo home runs. Yeah. Three runs you can come back on. Right. Rangers didn't do that, though. But, hmm. But uh, Mike Leak, Friday night, you, he almost had himself history. Into retired, the ninth inning. Retired the first 24 batters. Ends up throwing a one-hitter over the Angels. So... Do you like when MLB gives you notifications when there's no hitter or perfect game going on? Uh, yes and no. I like to know what's going on, but at the same time, every time I feel like they put out a notification, it gets jinxed right away. Right. There and was like, literally there was literally one yesterday. The guy pitching for the Orioles, whose name I can't pronounce. Yeah. It popped up on my phone, and literally not even a minute later, it said it was broken. Yeah, <laughs> so I like, feel like every single time I actually click the notification and go to watch it mm. it's broken up yeah but it, it they're doing their job they have to tell people what's going on i get that i get it and obviously everybody they're going to increase their views when they do that because everybody's going to want to hop on and watch i think they so, should do it a little bit later though me too like i get but, doing it in the seventh because it's the third time around the lineup if you have a perfect game i get that wait till maybe the eighth yeah you know but, Having baseball be the superstitious sport that it is, mm-hmm. there's drinks in it. Oh, absolutely. Hopping okay. into Saturday, um, mm-hmm. not too many things happened Saturday. Yeah, it was kind of what we've been doing at work lately, which I kind of really like. Um, obviously, they put the Yankee game on first. They watch the whole Yankee game. And then they put on MLB Network where they just hop around all the live games. MLB tonight. Yeah, which is which is cool, and then I remember because usually they just do highlights, mm-hmm. but I saw they had the Orioles game live. But in my head, because I, I don't know why that I've never just watched that before, because usually they just do the highlights of all the games. And I see Vlad Junior's up with the bases loaded. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, is he going to grand slam here? Because this is a highlight. I was like, oh wait, but it says live. And I turn around and do something. And I look back up and he's running the bases. And I'm like, ah, he did grand slam. <laughs> that was crazy. Great. Grand Slam Vlad Jr. He's someone that, uh, you know, we talked about this on the All-Star episode. Yeah, his power obviously plays, but he just hasn't proved it yet. I I think he's going to start coming around sooner than we think. Yeah, and I think he'll have a good end to the season and then really show himself next year. I think he'll show himself. I think he's going to have a hot, like, first month, month and a half, then he's going to cool off. 
Yeah. I expect him to be a very good player next year and only get better. And I think he's 100% whoever has him will keep him in their fantasy leagues. He is 100% the real deal. Mm-hmm. And also, he's younger than us. I know. He's younger than us. And, like, going back to fantasy, in both of my leagues, he was drafted so much higher. Than when did I he think get he, drafted in our draft? I think we've already picked him up in, like, a super early round. I, I want to say it was the third round, but I really don't think it was the third round. I hope I think it was no later than the fifth round, though. It was very early. Yeah. For a guy who wasn't had zero major league experience. Yo, but, already, like, he, the hype is real, man. I already know what my steal of the draft was. What was it? 24th round, Jeff McNeil. <laughs> yeah. Now, that I was mean, my steal of the draft. Consistent numbers. I had a really good steal, too. Let me look at my team real quick. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I did, who it was. I did Pete Alonzo in the 15th round. Uh, it was Josh Bell. Mm. Josh Bell in the uh, 19th round. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And LeMayhew, who's having a sick year, mm. in the uh, 22nd round. Wow. Drafted him as a bench player. Look what happened. And now he's a great hitter. And just to, just to brag a little bit, uh, I added Chris Paddock. He wasn't even drafted. Picked That's what up. I did with a lot of my pitchers. Actually, a lot yeah. of my players I added. It was fun. We were able to make a lot of moves, free agency, in the beginning of the season. But now, because there's 13 teams, you can't really do a lot. Well, also, we're at the point, too, where... Like, if a player is going to do well, he's going to keep doing well, but no one's going to emerge and become a star. Exactly. You know, that's in the beginning of the season, we saw a lot of moves. I know I was making a lot of moves. Yeah. And Marty was just talking about the other day. He's picked up a bunch of people that have been dropped. Mm-hmm. I dropped Merrill Kelly, and then he put up 22 points. Yeah. He had wow. a skid of a couple bad starts in a row, so I dropped him. Mm-hmm. But. It's a thing with fantasy, man. We should do a fantasy focus episode. I really want to. <laughs> that, I, re- I think that'll have to be like toward the beginning of next season, though. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Hey, you know who else hit a Grand Slam Saturday night? Who but Trash Darno. Again, it's just they leave the Mets, and all they do is become freaking Hercules. I don't know. They just get really good. Yeah. But, All right, so I think it was a three-game set because the Orioles won Friday. They lost Saturday and won yesterday. They lost Saturday 17-6. to Yeah. Which, again, Red Sox have always had a powerful offense, and the Orioles are the Orioles. I'm not surprised by this, but. Neither am I. So it was a three-game set the Orioles took, mm-hmm. which is a little less impressive than a four-game set. But Yeah. And then I posted this. I've never seen a home run like this before. Maybe just the dimensions of the park makes it look like a lot bigger than it was. But obviously, Garcia hit a home run off of the banner hanging from the ceiling in Tropicana. That's that's some big-time power. And that would have been in the highest part of the upper deck in that field. Oh, yeah. Didn't hit the banner. Easily. That was, and the sound that the bat made was just insane. Dude, 
So when Garcia first got called up, he was a Tigers prospect. Yeah. You know who they compared him to? Who? Miguel Cabrera. Really? Really. That's they said he was a mini Miguel. He never he obviously never lived up to the hype, but there there's been certain times throughout his career where I'm like, yeah. Was he, he on the White Sox? He was on the White Sox. Tigers, White Sox, and now the Rays. Real quick, I don't know why we didn't mention this earlier. He got into a yelling match with CeCe, and they're also making shirts on that too now. Uh, you know, the Yankees do one thing. They got to make shirts out of it. But it was kind of cool, though. Corporation. Like... <laughs> but did you see what CeCe said to him? No. So CeCe struck him out. And the thing with CeCe, he, like, gets really loud and just, like, yells on the mound, you know? And then he, like, he was yelling. He was staring at him, just, like, all pumped up. And then Garcia turns to him. And he was like, are you talking to me? Hmm. And CeCe was like, if I was talking to you, I, I would be talking to you. Like, something like that. And then, like, that's the whole shirt they're going to do. If I was talking to you, you'd know type thing. We talked about this off air because we talked about how he becomes a different pitcher when he's on the mound. And we, we talked about this. Yeah. We did talk about this, about how personalities change when you're on the mound. Did you feel that when you pitched? Um, I felt it, but I was never the angry one. Yeah. I knew that my personality definitely changed on the mound, but anything I'd have to say, I'd keep to myself. I was, yeah. very, I was very in my own head a lot, in a good way, in a bad way. And, like, I'd go to the bench after getting off the mat, and I really wouldn't talk to people about my pitching. You know, if someone's like, oh, good job, I'd be like, yeah, thanks. But I'd just be rethinking shit over in my head, you know what I'm saying? You know what we got to do? What? Talking about playing baseball, we have to do our next Focus episode has to be the best game we can remember of us playing in. Ah, uh, dude, I played on a lot of losing teams, so I don't have many of those. But I do want to do a focus episode where uh, we talk about our playing careers because that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you want to do that one next? Yes. Oh, boy, people from my high school listen to that one. Yeah, <laughs> the, the shit's going to get Same. exposed. Same. <laughs> Feels bad. But anyway, let's dive into yesterday. A lot happened yesterday. A lot did happen yesterday. Huh. Orioles took the series. I know we said it about 20 times this podcast. It's the series against the Red Sox. Um, we'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, because I just made a trade in, in our fantasy league. I had Nick Castellanos. I've had him the whole year. I drafted him. Marty has James McCann. I got James McCann. You get into Castellanos. Castellanos, it's a walk-off home run. <laughs> Feels bad. And then I'm like 99%, yeah, 100% sure. We made another trade. It was Ian Desmond for, I forget who I gave. I gave him Ian Desmond. I forgot who I got for him. Mm-hmm. But the day that I traded Ian Desmond, he hit the one of the longest home runs of the season. <laughs> I know. It's Maybe that's just like, a sign to you to not make trades. I know. But, like, Marty's trades are so interesting because – they're not lopsided. Mm-hmm. You have to really think about them. He um, offered me a trade a while back, and he wanted Whit Merrifield from me. I for, he did offer me Vlad Jr. and someone else. And I had yeah. I remember us talking to you about it. I had to think about it, but I said no to it because I like Whit Merrifield way too much. Yeah, because and then I remember talking to you, you want short term. 
Mm. That's a long-term trade. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you would keep Vlad Guerrero Jr. if you mm. didn't make that trade. Uh, he'd be an automatic keep, but, like, not not, not with me trying to make a postseason push, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I think you're good. You're over me now, but we're mm. sitting right in the middle, like, four or five out of eight. We're fine. We're fine. But anyway, hey, Will. Let's hear it. Let's hear this joke you've been saving. You you want to know what Crayola crayon the Mets are? <laughs> to me, anyway, to me. What color, Will? Depression black. Because <laughs> once again, for the third time in a four-game series, <laughs> they lose in extra innings. <laughs> Depression oh black. Color, color the whole page. I literally said yikes as soon as I saw that on the TV at work. I was like, wow. <laughs> Feels you, bad. You can't make this up. I you know Stremsky. I said I'm immune to this. I know I said I'm immune to this, but like who else just loses three extra inning games in a four game series? <laughs> no other team's gonna do this. Just Selman yesterday, right? Huga sucks, yeah. <laughs> Robert Gaselman, Huga sucks. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my huh. god! I, I, uh. Yastrzemski hit it right. Yeah, he to hit it. To be fair, it wasn't even a horrible pitch. It was down and away, and he just put it oppo. Uh, you know, that's just, just how they do it. Just how they do it. But uh, yeah, but you, Pete Alonso, dude. Oh my god! What a freaking! He literally just snaps the bat over his knee like it's nothing. <laughs> like it's a tilt. <laughs> just doink. We should have posted that. I, I, we got to post that today. We have to, yeah. I haven't made any posts today because I had a doctor's appointment and I woke up and went. I was even late because I woke up late. Yeah, I, yeah, I, got, that... I, got, I was at a concert last night, so I got in really late. So I like woke up a half hour before we started recording. <laughs> You know that was really that was crazy. Obviously, mm-hmm. the bat wasn't broken or anything yet. He just doink right over his knee. Do you know how strong you have to be to do that? I don't know. That's not easy. It That's it hurts. <laughs> and like he made it look like it's nothing. I know. Well, and uh, then of course, yesterday, yeah, Hall of Fame weekend, mm-hmm. new inductees. Yeah, we got wasn't a able whole... to catch all the speeches. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've I saw Moe's. And I, I got choked up watching uh, Mrs. Holiday speak. Mm, yeah, that's, that was going to be the one that was going to cause the tears. Yep. At, yeah. Her speech about being perfect? Wow. Stop. I know. <laughs> Don't bring in the waterworks. <laughs> but, I literally sent it in the group chat, mm-hmm. and I was like, waterworks. <laughs> yeah. I... I I had six guys inducted yesterday, so I think overall. You know what I'm pumped for? Our first Cooperstown trip of the year. Go into Cooperstown, check the Hall of Fame, see the new guys, mm-hmm. go to Double Day. Dude, I can't wait. I'm, I'm itching so to get excited. back to Cooperstown because, like, obviously, you know, Cooperstown being the big thing right now, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing film out there of, like, Main Street and stuff, everyone out there, I'm just like, wow. I miss it. You know what I really like, though? I like when we'd go out there in the winter and there'd, like, be nothing there. 
Literally nothing. Yeah. I loved I loved going out there in the winter. It was great. Dude, me Wait. and Matt went there to pick up that signed David Wright baseball. Still love it. It's still sitting in my mind. <laughs> we were so happy to do that, man. Was not expecting that as a birthday present. I sh- like I was not that was was not expecting that. Dude, we weren't we weren't expecting Christmas presents, and then you got us Christmas oh. presents, and we were like, we have to go out for Will's birthday. You went out too far, in my opinion. It was that was so sad. There was literally no one there. Mm. I'm surprised that the shop is open. You know what? One place is nice in Cooperstown, though. What's that? Cooperstown Cigar, baby. Oh yeah. I, I'm missing me one of those right now. That and then the the uh, the, the beverage exchange too. Ooh, oh, oh my gosh! Wait, should we jump jump into that story real quick? Later, we'll do that later. Okay. Not for this one. <laughs> so, well, there's one more place that we're missing out on. Place that uh, we know pretty well, Double Day Cafe. Yeah, Double Day. <laughs> Dude, that's what I said. I've never had too much salt on the popcorn in my life, Will. Yeah, guys, fun fact. I literally put at least half the thing of salt on the popcorn. The free popcorn that you get at Double Day. That was great. Oh, my gosh. That that was going there was a time. The one time me, you, and Matt went there, that was a time. That was really fun. Ah, uh, but anyway, should we uh, take a look at the uh, standings? Get back on track here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I kind of mentioned it, mm-hmm. but um, regular season standings: Yankees, best team in the American League, sixty-four and thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Um. Open up a series against Minnesota. In That'll Minnesota. That, very interesting. The Rays are nine games back now, too. That division is locked up. I'm, I don't think there's anything to fight for there. I, I, think every, I think every division but the Central is locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of the Central, thought that would be locked up. No. Cleveland. Indians are coming. Three games back. And if the Yankees, if my mm-hmm. Yankees do well against Minnesota and Cleveland, ha- and they're playing Toronto, there's a really solid chance at the end of the series they could be tied. If Cleveland sweeps Toronto and the Yankees sweep Minnesota, series uh, division's tied. You know what's ticking me off, though, with the Indians? They're, still like, they're still like, oh, we might trade Trevor Bauer. We might trade Brad Hand. They're in it. Don't. Do not trade. No, they can't. They they're can't. They have they're, to buy. <laughs> yeah, they're in it. So don't give me this, oh, we want to sell BS. Jose Ramirez just hasn't had that good of a year. But when he turns it on, though. Yeah. Over. He's awesome. And That's then it's, it's only them two, and then the White Sox, and obviously Kansas City and Detroit, they're out. Yeah, they're done. The West they've, is... They've been done yeah, for a while. Um... AL West, Oakland's making it very interesting. They're they're, they're not going to catch the Astros. Saying they're it. not going to catch the Astros, but they'll probably get a wild card spot. Oh, absolutely. They're only six and a half out, though. That's... You know, you know what stinks about the Astros, and I, th- I was thinking about this yesterday to go back to fantasy because we talked about a lot of fantasy this episode. <laughs> uh, Carlos Correa, sixty-day DL. This is the second or third year in a row that I've had Correa. And, like, he's not a guy that you want to drop, 
Uh, well, I think at this point. <laughs> right. And just back to back years, he's just sat on my on my IL. Mm. Yeah, I think he, he's someone that's got to go. He's someone that's getting hurt too much and not living up to his potential. Yeah. So that's my take on it. All right. How big is the National League? Um, Atlanta, do you think they got the division? I think so. I think they're a good enough team to hold down the division. I I know the Nationals have been playing well, but I can't Nationals, see that. I posted this stat yesterday. 27 starts in a row have not been a loss for the starters in Washington. It's pretty good. That's that's awesome. That means they need bullpen <laughs> <pretty> help. <laughs> but, like, I can't see them catching the Braves. I think they'll maybe give them a good run. Can't see them catching them. Phillies, they're a wild card team at best. Yeah. The dumpster fire's done, and the Marlins are obviously done. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Central, we've talked about it almost every single podcast we've done. Um, but now the Central is a lot more spread out. It's yeah. because It went from a five-team race to a three-team race. Yeah, do you think Cincinnati, your prediction, is uh, going to be false now? I think so. I, I was big on the Reds. I really like their lineup, but they've just since the break, have just fallen apart. Yeah. And that's sad to see, because I I really thought their bats were going to put them in this, but they, they got me. Yeah, that stinks. Um, all right, so the West locked up. Dodgers that's, got it. Dodgers all the way. But Arizona and San Francisco are both exactly at 500 right now. I, can't, I wanted to bring this up on the podcast. I really... Can't see the Giants doing anything crazy. I can't see them making a run at this. So do you think they sell then? It it would be in their best interest to sell. And here's why. The Giants they're two are... A, they're two and a half out of the wild card. If the Giants don't sell, that's only going to cause bigger problems in the future for them. Because yeah. they don't have a farm system. And... Their big problem was that after they won all their World Series, they gave out all these pillow contracts to the guys that helped them. You know, they're like, oh, you helped us win a World Series. Here's an extension, Brandon Belt. Here's an extension, uh, Joe Panic. You know, they handed out all these extensions to the guys that helped them get there. But now these, these guys are getting older. Extensions are starting to backfire a little bit. Not easy trades. So con- how did they... As a fan, or them looking at the office, looking at the fans, the fans, like, San Francisco does have a legitimate shot, if they really try, to try to make a wild card spot at only two and a half out. I I feel like, though, the thing with that, it's just, it's harder than it seems to get the Giants to be a good team. I feel like they have a lot of holes, and they're just getting lucky right now. Think yeah. about it. They just played three of four against the Mets. They just got lucky. Yeah. And it was so then, So then you have to be like, hey, guys, like you just have to trust the process. We're going to sell. And, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I, I don't think they should do a full balloon sell. I do think they have to make some moves. Like Will Smith, I think, is going to be out of there. Yeah. I think Sam Dyson will probably be out. Does Bumgarner leave? Last year of his deal, I could. I think they'd be dumb not to let him go. 
Yeah. Get what you can. That's my That's opinion. True. I agree. That's my opinion. I wonder if he doesn't want to go to the Yankees. I don't want to see him on the Yankees, if I'm being honest. You, you're just saying that. You'd love to see him in the postseason. Give me a break. Yeah. And everyone says that, too. I know. He has a no-trade clause. He doesn't, like, he can't be traded to the Yankees. But we'll see. We'll see. We shall see, good sir. I think that's it, man. Anything else you want to end on? Any, any pressing matter? Four weeks left before playoffs start in our fantasy league. I feel like we talked about a lot about fantasy today. We did, which is fun, though. I like talking about fantasy. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. A good time. A grand Three time. To, and I'm just, the only thing I'm kind of worried about, just because I'm in the middle with you, I have a bye week the last week. You're so still like, going to get in. You're still getting in the playoffs. Don't worry about that. You'll, you'll be fine. Oh, we're going to a Mets game on Thursday. Oh, we are going to a Mets game on Thursday. I wanted Mets to bring that up, and I totally forgot. Jacob DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom is pitching. I'm yeah, so I'm excited. Actually, like, I don't, if I had to go to a Mets game, it, mm-hmm. it would be Jacob DeGrom pitching. You know, I don't think I've seen DeGrom pitch. So really? I'm really excited. I know I've seen Wheeler pitch. I'm trying to think, who have I seen pitch at recent Mets games? Let me backtrack here. Um, I've seen Wheeler pitch. I've seen John Neese pitch. I've seen, I haven't seen Syndergaard. Saw Matt Harvey pitch. The one game that my yeah, dad went to, he's seen Syndergaard. Mm, that's good. That's hot. Yeah, good track I've seen Seth Lugo and Grum. I saw Seth Lugo take a no-hitter into the sixth one time. Huh, Seth Lugo. That was cool. But yeah, no, I haven't seen DeGrom, so I'm really excited. The Padres haven't announced who's pitching yet. It'd be cool if we saw Chris Paddock against DeGrom. You know, but... it could happen. What He pitched when on Wednesday? Uh, I, I don't think so, then. I uh, know. We'll probably see him, like, Tuesday or tomorrow. Watch us get, like, Eric Lauer or something or Matt Stram. <laughs> yeah, probably. But of course, let's, see, let's see if they did don't, it yet. Don't expect a high-scoring game because the Mets don't like to get runs for DeGrom, so don't expect a high-scoring game. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom's going to get no decision, or they're going to lose one nothing because it's Jacob DeGrom on the mound. Oh, Paddock's pitching against Vargas no. on Tuesday. Oh. Wednesday, did they announce it yet? Thursday. Lauer. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Eric Lauer's going to throw the game of his life, mostly because the Mets' bats, they, they go up to bat without holding the bat, so they're just going to get out a lot. And Jacob DeGrom's going to, like, get 10 Ks through seven, allow one hit, still get a loss. I had Eric Lauer on my fantasy team for a little bit, too. It'll be interesting Thursday, though. We'll give a full rundown on that when we do a full uh, recap episode again. We'll give a full rundown of the Met game experiences. But, yeah, expect a focus episode some point this week. I think we'll do the high school one. And yeah. also, and we, we, did. we did put a poll out on our Instagram. We did. Do you remember? We got, we got some cool responses back. Let's read them so. off real quick right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got... Oh, anyways. 
You got to look it up. I'm up, up, updating my Instagram on my phone. Yeah. I forgot so about that. we got three responses from Al Evans 20. Shout out Al underscore Evans underscore 20. The next unanimous Hall of Famer. I can answer this in one one sentence. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Pi P oh, underscore party. I miss underscore pie. party. I miss pie. Should there be an expansion? Uh, this is something I really want to talk. We kind of touched on it in the Marlins um, focus episode. I think we could do a focus episode on that. We could. That'd be fun. Short answer, I, I, yes. I, I, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's good. Like I said it in the Marlins podcast, there's going to be one within the next 10 to 15 years. You know what we should do Easily. next episode? We should do one of these polls again, but then have people ask anything, and then we answer questions at the end. An AMA. Yeah, let's do it. And then the last one, uh, steroid era. Yes. That's one I really want to do. Because... Me being the baseball history guy I am, I really want to do one on that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Because I know that there's some stuff that I know that is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Like the same thing with the Marlins. That was all from all from the dome. That was all off the cuff, man. Blessing and a curse. Love it. All right. All right so what? We got... Yeah. Looking Never at the calendar... The old calendar. Just real quick. Um, it's July 22nd. Mm-hmm. You're going to have one, two, three, four more episodes on Skype. And well, then we're four back more like regular episodes like this. Right. So let's say no more than there. eight more episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're back. So that's like... Back in the room. Now we're good. That, that's when this thing gets rolling is when we're in the room. Like, mm-hmm. if you're li- like I said earlier, if you're listening now and you're on the fence about this, keep listening. Because once we get into this thing, better. things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm done speaking, I guess. I have yeah. nothing more I need to I'm say. Done. Thank you for I'm listening. Done. If you're listening, as always, yes. if you made it this far, thank you. Yes, feedback, 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 please. Comment duck on her last post if you made it this far. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. See you guys in the next one. Later.